All right, Eduardo. Yes. So last week there were a bunch of Italian flags outside of the Swedish castle and parliament. No idea what they were doing there. What do you think? Oh, well, it might have been the president of the republic that came to Sweden for some unknown reason. <laughs> what is he supposed to do in Sweden? I don't know, because the president of the republic in Italy, as you might know, has no, has no power, basically. So, we were probably, he was probably complained about the populist government, since he's not a, he's not a member of the parties that are ruling Italy now. Do you vote for him? The president? No, you don't. Is he like the king? Yeah, he's elected... Uh, is elected by 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 the, the parliament. The people do not elect. He's like yeah, substitute of the king, I guess. So Maybe he was uh, visiting the king. Yeah, the the king with the republic also wasn't doing much. So it was a political figure. Nice. So the the powerless president of Italy was visiting the powerless king of Sweden. Exactly. It was very a very useful uh, use of tax money. Yeah, that's a great start to this show as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that brings us into the Italian political system, I would say. What's wrong with it, Eduardo? It's terrible. What's well, everything is wrong, have you, as, you, as you have seen, as you've probably seen in one of my articles. <laughs> the Italian government is the second least efficient in the world. Uh, following uh, a report from the World uh, um, Economic Forum. It's supposed to be a developed country, though. Yeah, it it developed uh, by chance, I guess, because after the war, you know, we got a lot of uh, investments, especially from the United States with the Marshall Plan and um, the regulations were very loose in the 60s and the 50s. So people could build a lot to create a lot of companies and those are still the companies that are that are like carrying the country on. Uh, yeah, the problem is that they, after the 70s or the 80s, they kept like uh, losing competitive edge against the rest. And now we are in this situation when where this government is doing everything to make things even more difficult for them. So, yeah, so a bit of backstory, <laughs> I guess, the, the, for those of you who don't know, the populist regime in Italy recently took power. <laughs> what was it, like half a, half a year ago or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was March. And since then they almost crashed the European Union by uh, trying to break all the spending ceilings, which obviously does not work, because then the European Union has to has to stand by Italian debt, which will skyrocket. So that's that's what's been going on for six months. But obviously, you know more about that situation than I do. Yeah, actually, last week uh, I've seen Austria and the Netherlands are proposing uh, uh, to open an infraction uh, procedures against against Italy. So what would that uh, entail? Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't. Austria. Look like... You yeah, said Austria. Austria. Yeah. But they're yeah. also populist. Yeah, but you know, in Austria and and Italy, because 100 years ago, we took uh, a part of Austria into the Italian, uh, let's say, uh, territory. 
Oh, it's still so, yours. Yes, after yeah. World War One, since World War One was there was like uh, yeah, Italy fought against the Austro-Hungarian uh, Empire, and we won uh, at least that war. One of the few that we won, but we got uh, South Tyrol. Oh, nice. Uh, which is like it's in Italy, but it's. Uh, it's in Italy just by land, but by people it's, it's still in Austria, since Italian is maybe the third language in South Tyrol. But yeah, there is an older rivalry, and that I think is one of the reasons. And the other reason is the, the migrants, which like, uh, uh, there, there has been, uh, there, there have been some issues within Austria. They wanted to close the border with Italy uh, some years ago. They didn't do it, but like only talking uh, about that was a big deal. And uh, yeah, it's never been like a super easy uh, re- relationship, I think. Oh, that's nice. Brings us uh, back, huh? Yeah. But they can't, I mean, Italy can't possibly pass this uh, universal basic income regulation that they're trying to. Or not regulation, but spending plan, right? Because, I mean, it would blow up the budget. The EU would never allow that. Yeah, but the problem the problem is that the budget is already blown up. So, uh, well, what people think is that, like, Italy can keep paying on this 140% of debt over GDP. Uh, well, it's like... Uh, it's still impossible. It's already impossible to pay with this, like uh, this situation we are in. So the country is getting older. Uh, there is no money already. Already in the present, there is no money to pay for it. I mean, they can pay for it as long as the EU backs up the debt, though, because then the interest rate will yeah. be super low. It's it's, it's an implicit uh, backing of the debt, and sure. uh, especially the the European Central Bank. Yeah. Yeah. did a lot to help Italy in the last uh, since the QE started they really did all, all they could to help but not only this government but also the previous one with uh, the uh, Renzi government so the left they still didn't didn't take the chance to improve and to uh, reduce that the only thing they do they, they, they did is to exchange uh some of the old debt with new one so at a lower rate they refinanced at lower rates but they kept increasing it and they're still increasing it yeah every day i don't even want to look at the the, that clock that you can find uh, uh, online yeah i don't want to look at it either give us a (laughs) forecast though i mean how is this gonna possibly end because they're threatening to blow up the European Union, basically. They're saying, yeah, we need sovereignty of our own budget, so we have to do this universal basic income. The EU is trying to stop it, whatever. But you it's know, obviously people, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, these people that are at the government, like the vi- one of the vice prime minister was uh, once, like his, his, his career, he never worked one day of his life. He worked uh, selling... Uh, uh, selling soda drinks uh, at the football stadium in Naples. So this guy is in charge of our uh, 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 economic policy. I mean, this should be enough to tell how things are going to end. 
also because there is no competition from the left anymore or the standard the traditional right Why uh, is that? They, they uh, well they lost uh, on immigration mainly so uh, elections were played only on uh, immigration but the opposition still exists though right because what was it the, the Renzi party PD or what was it called yeah they basically don't exist anymore they oh, really? are just yeah they are just uh, uh, arguing with themselves and now they are maybe at 15% of the consensus while before before the beginning of of this year they were around I don't know 30 35 the league was at at 10, 11, now they are at 36 of consensus, 35%. So they gained. Yeah, they gain, uh, they gain a lot. And the this five star a... movement, even the same, the five star movement is at 25, 26. They are losing against the league because the league is stronger on, on immigration mainly. But still, if you sum these two parties together, there's no competition. They, even if the government falls, there's nobody to take their place apart from a technical government. I mean, can we can we kick Italy out of the EU? I mean, how is this possibly going to end well? I see no good ending from this. But, you know, if you kick out a, a country like Italy from the EU, uh, then all the current, the euro would fall. Would, there would not be a euro anymore. And then you would have to re-dominate, re-denominate every currency to the old one. So that would mean that, like the German mark, for example, would shoot up overnight. The lira, which was already trading, uh, the, the lira was was exchanging two thousand lira for one euro when they did the conversion. So we will go back to that inflationary period in Italy. It would end up like I don't know in Argentina, in a in a in an optimistic turn of events, in a pessimistic turn of events. It would turn like a Venezuela. Yeah. So in conclusion, <laughs> it's all terrible, and yes. it's all gonna come crashing down. I think. So I mean, there's there's no there is no uh, scenario I see where people just realize oh. This is crap. We should vote for a, a rational government. No, and the big deal is also that next year in May there are the elections of the European Parliament, and that's gonna be very risky because all these people are gonna vote a lot of populist parties in the European Parliament. So there's gonna it's gonna be very challenged next year, I think. What should we do about this, Eduardo? Uh, you should buy Swiss franc, I think. <laughs> no, for real, it's a good investment. I don't want to give any suggestion, but I've re- I've seen a video from uh, Ray Dalio, the hedge fund uh, manager of Bridgewater Associate. Very he's, smart guy. He's out there. Yes, very smart guy. Sure. He's, he suggested to keep some assets in gold. So asset in Swiss francs. It's like uh, we are not at the top of the cycle, he said, at least from a global perspective. 
but we are almost at the top. So but buying be, buying yeah. gold, I don't know about that though, because uh, the US is still standing pretty strong and in a risk-off event, money would flow to the dollar and hence the uh, hence gold would not rise because gold is uh, negatively correlated to the dollar. Yeah, this might be, this is one thing that could happen, but the other problem is that the US itself is piling up on debt and it's piling up a lot. I mean, sure, but this is a, this is a longer term view, I would say. I don't know, I had this, the deficit this year was like a, was like twice that of last year and we are talking about almost one trillion. In the deficit. thing is, yeah, I buy it. But the thing is, there needs to be a credible alternative for reserve currency status, because if there's not, then the US could rack up 250% of GDP in debt, then it wouldn't matter because it's still reserve currency status. And we don't have a credible alternative with Italy almost dragging down the euro and the uh, renminbi still being uh, held by way too financially illiberal China. And obviously the Russian ruble doesn't stand a chance. So what, what do we have? Yeah, we have the dollar and therefore... The yen. Yeah, I would say the well, yen yeah, and the sure. Swiss franc. Those are the safe heavens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the situation in those countries too. It's not... Uh, yeah, you cannot predict it already. We don't want to tell anybody to buy anything here. It's just uh, a general view. Sure. But what I say is that, yeah, in case, like, at the end of the cycle, given that the European Central Bank is also has no mean to start another QE because I mean they just did it. You cannot, well, why couldn't they do it again? I mean that's like you, you cannot push push it on forever. Otherwise uh, I mean for how, how big can the balance sheet become? It's like uh, this time also the, the states themselves, they don't have room for fiscal policy anymore. So the higher, that's going to be very problematic, I think. The higher debt becomes, the lower inflation pressures become. So therefore, it, it's a never-ending cycle. We go yeah. into deeper and so, deeper debt. So I, I don't think that this necessarily is the end. I think we could restart QE because inflation is not anywhere near picking up. Yeah, but if you if you restart QE, if you retake, if you restart taking on even more debt to stimulate uh, the uh, economy of these countries, like Italy, in the end, like it's a Ponzi scheme. Like, you cannot keep on taking on debt and and uh, forever. You cannot keep spending forever. There there will be one point, and now we I think we are going very close with these things that they are doing. With this, like a uh, uh, citizenship uh, income, uh, this uh, like uh, uh, pension, they are raising, they are lowering the pension age again, which yeah. like was one of the reforms that saved us in 2012 when we had the technical government and the spread of that was over 500. They are they are rolling back all these measures. But are they so, allowed to? Can they really roll back the pension age? Will the EU allow them to do that? I hope not. Because I don't think that they're... They can definitely not get the um, uh, universal basic income. I mean, that's no way. No, there is no way. But they are using it as a ransom. So they say, if we fall, 
the European Union fall. This is what the Italian government is thinking. And then they think, then they will let us spend even more because they cannot afford to make Italy fall because Italy is not Greece, Italy is a GDP of uh, uh, almost 2 trillion euros. So they say they will not let us fall. It's just uh, uh, a gamble they are taking, but they are taking a gamble on the back of Italian people and Italian companies. And that's like a very dangerous. Yeah, so where do you live again? In Luxembourg. Yeah, see, that's that makes sense. that says something of the of the trust you have in the <laughs> Italian government. I think exactly, but it's always a, a good country to go to the seaside, have a, yeah, to swim. You know, it's always coming sunny. Up, coming up, Italy as a tourist attraction only. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what a lot of people are are predicting. Unfortunately, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, but then you will have like maybe half of the people living there, there right now. But the trend is going that direction. I think that's enough for the rant today. What do you think? Yes, I think so. <laughs>